0: A man has just shot himself after realizing he had the world's smallest wiener. It was me.
1: On the Discord? Oh, wait. But what Discord? What Discord am I putting up a picture on, Tyler?
0: Why, Tyler? Who's Tyler? Why, the Bros Discord.
1: Ah, oh, yes, of course well, it you is. You
0: can directly access to our Instagram.
1: Instagram? Oh, well, that picture is about to have a Discord posted on it.
0: Even better.
1: Whatever that means. Um. Uh,
0: how did you get a Discord, Sean? How, how inheritance? I... Internet. No. You inherited the Internet?
1: I have. But anyways, I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm going to put up this picture in here. Um, uh, I've dubbed this bottle "Corpse Grinder"
0: <laughs> because
1: it is a thick boy. Ah uh, yes. And look at look at the uh, look, look look at the Discord. Check out the neck on this bottle.
0: <laughs> Let's see. I am on my phone, so I can do both. Mm-hmm. Good lord. <laughs> I actually, I'm also going to send uh, a picture to the Discord of what I'm drinking today because I actually received a gift from. I, it's actually a coworker, but he's a great guy, so I'll call him a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave him that bottle of, that I had that I hated. What was it, Aberfelding That I couldn't stand. No, it wasn't Aberfeldy. I love Aberfeldy. Glenfiddich, the Glenfiddich that I couldn't stand. Mm-hmm. And I gave it to him. He's like, "That's my favorite whiskey." And I'm like, "You can have it for free because I don't want it." <laughs> so then, you know, blah 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 blah. We go on about our days and our lives. And he comes into work, oh, yesterday, <laughs> and he sends me, hold on, he gives me this. Ooh,
1: oh, that looks beautiful.
0: It is one of the best things I've ever had. And I'm having some right now.
1: Ooh. See if you can
0: zoom, see if you can zoom in on the percentage of that, boy.
1: Yeah, I got you beat on the horsepower. By a little bit. Yeah, I'm. I'm mine's at 57, yours is 52.9. So.
0: But I I would argue that mine mine has to be better oh, because this is just gu- so good.
1: Guarantee yours is better. Like mine is mine is pretty good. Um, uh, it actually has so much of a kick on the tail end that you that your mind tricks you into thinking there's an aftertaste of cinnamon. There's so much kick on the tail end, but um, uh, it's it, it's it's decent, but. It's not. It's it's nothing crazy, definitely. But it's it's really it's 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 good for what it is. I don't know if I'm gonna get it again, but um, because uh, it may be a little high for the how good it is. It may be a little high for that. It was about twenty five bucks for this bottle, and it's not the best bottle I've ever had. But anyways, I'm gonna. So I've actually intentionally every time I've opened this dude, I've opened it really slowly because I want the first time I actually pop this fat cork. To be on on audio, and I'd like mm. I I I I think this one could be really good. <laughs> oh oh my! <mine>. Oh yeah! <laughs> that
0: was delightful. Uh. <clears throat> mine, there's no point even <laughs> opening mine. On it's got it's not. I don't even know what the cork is made of. It's not made of cork. Mm-hmm. Um, it it is- comes out gently. Makes no sound. Which is both amazing and depressing.
1: Yeah, it almost looks rubberized in some way. I was just looking at the picture you sent. It
0: could actually be rubber. I don't know. But it's, uh, it makes no sound. So you win this round.
1: <clears throat> also that. Mm-hmm.
0: This is also the first time in probably a month and a half that I've actually had whiskey on the podcast. Because I've been so wrecked every morning. I'm like, what are you having? Gatorade. I'm having a Gatorade.
1: <laughs> what did you say, Tyler? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know.
1: Did you say this is the first time? It's so long that I've had whiskey because for the longest time I've been so erect every morning.
0: No, oh, well <laughs> actually, instead I've been so erect every morning. But oh, you know how it is waking I'm up now. being a dude.
1: <laughs> I was like, ah, can't have whiskey today.
0: <laughs> I better avoid this just in case. <laughs> yeah. it smells like bad decisions in here. <clears throat> Anyways. Enough about this gay banter. What are we talking about today?
1: Uh, we're <clears throat> talking about... Uh, from your perspective, I suppose we are talking about my son. <clears throat> you know. Hold
0: on. I'm too tired to put these two things together. Uh-huh. Because I know what we're actually talking about.
1: Mm-hmm. What? what...
0: From my perspective. <clears throat>
1: from my perspective. Uh-huh. uh-huh.
0: uh-huh. uh-huh. It took me a second, I'm not going to lie.
1: Yeah, we're talking about The Musician's Nephew.
0: The Musician's Nephew. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you so much. Uh The great C.S. Lewis classic, The Musician's Nephew, set in 1942. (laughs) (laughs) The Beatles were barely born. (laughs) Uh, No, The Magician's Nephew... (laughs) um, uh, can we say the first in the series of the Chronicles of Narnia? We can't, but we can.
1: Yeah. So chronologically, the first uh, order, when, or, or in the order it was written, uh, is the second to last. Mm-hmm, the, Second to last. <clears throat> either the first or penultimate book, depending on who you ask.
0: I have um a, our grandmother's uh, um book collection had the Chronicles of Narnia, ser- Narnia series but it had them in the written they were mm-hmm. wow well, sorry hold <laughs> on oh. yeehaw in the order they were written and <laughs> not the order that they actually occurred so when we were children we read them in the order that this book set had them in and it didn't make it confusing but it was like well why didn't he tell us this story earlier <laughs> it would have been so much easier if we would learned about this before we learned about this other thing
1: yeah <clears throat> I hope you realize though that um uh this was um uh, uh the th- this this was uh 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 th- this this had to have th- th- this this book was written uh yes before CS <laughs> Lewis was born.
0: Oh yes, of course. <laughs> Because... It was an incredible feat of literature.
1: Yeah, it was, because, as you know, C.S. Lewis was born in 1898? 1896? I think it was 1898. Six. It was it was one or the other. I can't remember if he was four years younger than Tolkien and six... He was six years younger than somebody. I don't remember if he was six years younger than Tolkien or Lovecraft. Mm, and they're Lovecraft. And, and those were born in 90 and 92, so... Mm-hmm. Either way, Okay, so so say eighteen ninety-six. Um uh, either way it doesn't matter. I- either of those dates, um uh, would, would would cause his book to predate him, because we know that the Lion the Witch, in the Wardrobe had to have taken place in the late thirties, early forties, because they w- the kids were moving to the country to get away from the bombing Germans.
0: Mm-hmm. World War Two.
1: Mm-hmm. And surely at least forty or fifty years had passed between the magician's nephew and the and Um uh, the Line and the Wardrobe.
0: And most likely more than 50, given that um, Professor Diggory was supposedly an old-looking dude by then. So I, don't, I can't imagine him being younger than, than a mid-50s. Uh, mm-hmm. But either way, yes, before technically speaking, he wrote this book in an era in which he had never existed.
1: <clears throat> yes. Well, I, I would say that if Diggory is 12 years old... I could say 40, 50 years could put him at a... Uh, would,
0: would be, would oh, no, be okay. no, 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 you're fair, you're fair. I was yeah. thinking about him being born, and he's obviously, like, a, he's probably not 12, but, I mean, he's <clears> definitely <throat> 10. Yeah. We're, we're we're officially getting into semantics, <laughs> I don't feel like we need to do too much describing of, you know, the Chronicles of Narnia. I mean, if you're, if you have any interest at all in anything that we talk about when we're talking about books, you, you're you definitely aware of the Chronicles of Narnia, and hopefully you've read it. Um, It's 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 a very interesting thing to read because I don't ever want to say what an amazing feat of literature because I mean it's, it's very clearly written for children specifically two children but it has a a very nice you know a very British cadence which is great and everything is very childlike and and it was written like a child could understand it um, so it's hard to say it's one of the great feats of literature it's it's easily to put it into a specific category it's easily the greatest children's book series of all time
1: mm-hmm.
0: um i don't think anything comes close i really don't um i think as far as like a series of books for a kid to read if you're trying to get them to read something that makes it in like they're in their like they're 10 years old and you want them to think a little bit while they're reading i don't think you can hand them a better book series i i just don't it's i don't think it's the greatest book series of all time i think it is the greatest children's mm-hmm. book series of all time and i don't think anything comes close
1: yeah um, uh, so I realized that I didn't own these books. Wow. I, I, well, because I didn't, that's how I realized. That's why I realized. it. Yeah, but, um, uh, well, I do now. Um, uh, <clears throat> uh, mom kept texting me and said, Sean, what do you want for your birthday? And I said, I don't know, mom. It, whatever, any kind of freaking thing. And she kept asking. And then... Finally, I realized. You know what? I don't have the Chronicles of Narnia, and my son is getting to that age where he needs to start having the Chronicles of Narnia read to him. Yes. Um, uh, <clears throat> and so I am. Um, uh, I said, "Well, Mom, I found this box set of the Chronicles of Narnia for twenty bucks." <laughs> so <laughs> I have um
0: I have it in the most shameful way possible. I have a big paperback book that has all seven stories in it.
1: And Brooke has a volume of that somewhere, but. I have the I have
0: the box set. I need to get a box set. Um, I do, I really really do. I want to get one that looks like Grandma's. Uh, it has the old illustrations and everything on it. And I, I have to have paperback. When I'm collecting a book to have it to look at, I have it as a hardback. If I'm collecting, if I have a book that I plan on reading multiple times, it's it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a paperback. Like I have Lord of the Rings. I have those three smaller Lord of the Rings books that I actually read, and then I have the, the douchey box set that's hardback and beautiful that I've only opened one or two times to look at the illustrations and definitely have not read them <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: see i i'm torn on that because i i want to read single vo- lord of the rings in single volume um yes uh, and i or I'm, I'm sorry i mean i mean, I mean in multiple volume fellowship of the ring two towers return of the king i want to read them separate like that because I, that's how i like to do it i don't necessarily i don't always <laughs> like handling my big huge single volume lord of the rings but mm-hmm. um. Uh, and so I I want to have a multi a multi set other than the multi set that my wife has, which is it's a pocket set. Ooh, yeah, and like uh, th- those aren't those aren't as fun to read as they could be. Um,
0: they're uh, very difficult to read.
1: But I definitely want a decent hardback set of the Lord of the Rings, and I don't know that I want to buy two more sets of them. So I may mm. just get a decent hardback set and still just go ahead and read it
0: yeah I, I think I, my biggest thing is if I'm reading if I have a, some time in the middle of the day to read I don't mind reading a hardback but so much of my reading is done in bed mm-hmm. and I don't want to be holding a hardback in bed that's why I have like I keep a couple books on we have a shelf that's directly over top our heads because we're hoping one day it will fall and kill us in our sleep mm-hmm. um and I keep three books up there um like the, the ones that I always keep up there are Aragon uh, a collection of all of Lovecraft's tales and The Hobbit and they're all paperback. Mm-hmm. And that's what I keep above my bed in case I'm just like, I didn't bring a book with me to bed, but I want to read something. I'm going to grab one of those three. Wow, we are so <laughs> off topic. It's incredible.
1: <laughs> it's beautiful. Hey, uh, it is your turn for the comically short synopsis.
0: Crap. Hold on. I did not. I never, Why well, I say I didn't, I don't have one prepared, but we don't prepare these. It's so fun to prepare them. Okay. <clears> okay. <throat> Okay, So one time in Britain, there's this kid, and he's exceptionally dirty, and he finds another kid who's much less dirty, and we find out that he's dirty because all he does is cry about his mom dying, and his dad's in another continent, Mm -hmm. and his aunt and uncle suck. And uh, essentially they go and they find things and then they accidentally find the uncle who's like, Hey, would you like some jewelry? And she's like, I'd love some jewelry. He's like, Psych, that takes you somewhere else. And he's like, Do you wanna ever see her back? And he's like, Kinda, and he's like, Well then you have to put on the jewelry. And he's like, Your jewelry sucks. He's like, Take the jewelry. And then they go and they find this lady who's like, I'm gonna kill the entire world, I'm gonna take over everything, I'm gonna be the queen of everything. They're like, Cool, we'll take you back. And so then they take her back and they realize crap, well, she's gonna become the king of queen of everything, and she's gonna destroy everything. So they take her back to somewhere else. They're like, We're gonna take her back home. And they try to take her back home, but they can't take her back home and they accidentally use the ring and the jewelry and everything to take everyone back to the place where they were, did mean to take her back to which wasn't where she was going back to and that place is a place that was created by a giant animal and that giant animal creates all kinds of things even things that make essentially giant metal structures come out of the ground you put a piece of metal in the ground because that makes sense then after that happens they go and they have an apple and the lady's like you should have the apple and he's like why well, i want the apple and she's like take the apple and he's like i'm not going to take the apple and then they go back and the lion's like thank you uh you have this apple instead he's like that's awesome and then essentially that she runs away and they're like can we go get her and he's like nah man let's wait until she kills a bunch of people and turns a bunch of people into stone statues and stuff. We'll deal with that later. Screw these other guys. And then they go back home and they give his mom the apple, and she's not dying anymore. That's pretty cool. And then they're like, hey, we shouldn't throw away the apple. he's like, man, we should throw away the apple. So they throw it in the back, and then it goes into a tree, and they make something else out of that tree. And Tolkien's like, wow, it's a good thing that you wrote that in there. Otherwise, you couldn't have written the other books. And he's like, psych, I already wrote all the other books. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I wonder though. So if, yeah I I wonder if the entire purpose of this story um uh, I, I I don't know if if the original purpose of the book was so he could have a creation story because of all this whole the whole thing was a Christian allegory so he he also wanted a creation story if that mm-hmm. was his reason for writing it primarily or if it was primarily as an origin story for the wardrobe hmm
0: I so here's the thing. I. Okay, this book mm-hmm. gives, and it's better. Don't be. I'm gonna go ahead and preface that saying it's better before I say what I'm about to say. This feels exactly like Genesis. The ending. Oh. <laughs> yes, Genesis. The ending to Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait, wait. What was movie three? Revenge of the Sith. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It feels exactly like the ending to Revenge of the Sith, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, everyone get in your places, go! It's what it feels like. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's not ham-handed, because Lewis is a genius.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it feels, it feels like that's what he wanted to do. He's like, you know what? Let's explain why they're all here. So he has to write specific things and put people in specific places mm-hmm. and do specific stuff. So it is as ham-handed as he could ever get. Because, like, he'll be ham-handed in the books and then, like, make fun of how ham-handed it is with some quippy line. And you're like, it's fine. You can do whatever you want. You're C.S. Lewis. But it's, it's, I don't know. It almost does, I think, I think the latter of what you said makes more sense. It almost feels more like an origin story. It's almost like he was sitting one day and he was like, hmm, I should probably explain where that wardrobe came from. And then wrote a whole story about it.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Now, I think that um, uh, part of this book, though, was written <clears throat> specifically to appease Tolkien. <laughs> right <laughs> because Tolkien you know what you, he, he was he was a little a little sad when uh, Lewis decided not to be a Catholic
0: <laughs>
1: and i um, uh, you know not not enough to actually mess up anything he's like oh man I was hoping you'd be a Catholic but I'm'm um, uh, disappointing yeah and so uh, be, for that for that reason uh. Lewis wrote a very <laughs> Catholic thing into this story when he said thou shalt no longer be called strawberry um uh,
0: <laughs> yeah sorry. that's exactly what it is. by the way I have to interrupt what you're about to say to say this is the opposite of you and me keep uh-huh. going <laughs> Tyler Got you started. idiot <laughs> keep going
1: <clears throat> but yeah no that's that, that, that's 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 what I was saying that was the that, that was the the Catholic bit that he added into Damn. the story for Tolkien
0: Did it <laughs> There, there's um the
1: rechristening of the horse.
0: The rechristening of the horse. Thou shalt no longer be called strawberry. Thou shalt be called fish. Um,
1: <laughs> That's two jokes.
0: Right? <laughs> no one gets either of them. <laughs> uh, the Catholics probably uh, get
1: the strawberry thing. If if you're a Catholic and you've read the the magician's nephew, you get the you get that joke. But.
0: Hopefully, um there there's I I, I feel like. That the the magician's nephew and the lion, the witch, and the Mm wardrobe just absolutely Mm -hmm. beat you over the face with how much of an allegory they are. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's something that people have pointed out before about saying that weakens the story. And I don't think it does at all because it's made for children. I think children need to be beaten over the face with stories Mm -hmm. um, because because they're stupid. Um, We love them, but they're stupid.
1: And The Last Battle, it was, as far as that is, I'll put this in quotes, it was just as, quote, bad um, yeah, <laughs> in that regard. It,
0: well, I, that, that's fair, but I think it's less of an allegory that you beat someone over the face with just because um, it's speculation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, It's like saying, like, hmm, here's what, <coughs> you know, death and going to heaven could look like. um, And, like, so he has to, like, some stuff he's like, oh, I'm just going to put... You know, it's going to be kind of like this, and he has some amazing, like the the the, the uh, onion analogy, mm-hmm. might be one of the coolest things that I, I've ever read. But I mean, that's an assumption. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, like so. I mean, not that that's wrong, but I mean, it it makes it feel like less of a ham-handed allegory than being like, here's a giant lion. He created everything, and now he's going to sacrifice himself. Who well, who would that be? You know what I mean?
1: <clears throat> yeah. Although that said, though, going to the, going to the, the with the last battle being an allegory. There was something in there. I know we're talking about the magician's nephew today, but we, let's just talk about Chronicles and *Narnia*.
0: Screw it, guys. We changed our minds. We're talking about *The Chronicles of Narnia*.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, we'll we'll see if we wait, if we make it back to the magician's nephew or not. But in the in the last battle, like I just I just had to th- throw this out there. I don't think this precluded his Christianity in any way. This holding this belief. But it's an extre- it, it's a fairly dangerous belief to hold and an extremely dangerous belief to have taught. And I, I wish- know very
0: much what you're about to talk mm-hmm. about, and I love it. Keep going. Yeah, I love it so much.
1: Love what he said or love?
0: <laughs> I love mm-hmm. I love, I love what he said because I love to think about it.
1: <clears throat> yeah, but the, the, the statement of when Aslan said, if you do something good, in the like, you you did good things, but you and you did them in the name of Tash. But because they were good, you were actually doing them for me, and therefore, mm-hmm. and and therefore, you you're allowed in. And yeah, that, that is that is. That is such an extremely dangerous thing to teach.
0: Oh, people. oh, we are so about to go the wrong direction with this entire uh-huh. thing. Okay, so here's, <laughs> here's the thing. I mm-hmm. think what he, i thought about this. I've thought about this so much. Uh-huh. I feel like this is his way of answering the question. But hey, random Christian person, what about all the tribes in Africa that never saw a Bible? You know what I mean? That's. I think that's his answer to that. So <clears throat> I don't think it's his answer to someone mm-hmm. being like, I reject Christianity, but I'm going to no- do good stuff. <clears throat> I don't think he's talking about that.
1: No, no. I, so for for, for that the, that that's a fair answer for that.
0: Yes, right.
1: but my mind immediately goes to. I'm a Muslim. I'm a Jew. I'm yeah. living a good life. Uh,
0: so? Well, your mind immediately like, your mind immediately like, goes to Muslim because he's literally saying to a Muslim. Yeah, that's that that that's why that's 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 why I'm thinking that. Yeah, in the book, it's it's 100. He goes okay. So we've talked a lot about Lovecraft and how like it's problematic that he's racist and xenophobic and blah 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 yada yada something mm-hmm. something whatever. But can we talk about how Lewis is so aggressive? Like you see these bad guys? Yeah. <laughs> they're muslims <laughs> all of them every bad guy well i mean yeah. You know just every single one and he's like what who's committing acts of terrorism in this book oh it's a muslim
1: hey if the burqa
0: fits hey if... it's so incredible because i've never heard a single i just realized it mm-hmm. I was, i've been listening to um all my way to work i've been listening to the audiobooks um to Mm-hmm. Just to listen to them because 'cause they're great. Mm-hmm. And it just I realized no one has ever I've never heard it and I read a lot of stuff, a lot of people talking about these books. I've never ever heard someone be like, you know, we should probably address mm-hmm. the fact that every single bad guy it's not like he's like vaguely describing someone from the Middle East, like, Oh, you could kind of see mm-hmm. he's like they have turbans and they have square shoes and they live in a desert in giant places with horses and they talk like this and then they worship mm-hmm. a thing with many arms. I'm like, it's a Muslim mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um
1: well see that's well see that's the thing though it's because there's no argument right because like because it's like hey look my my bad guys in this story are black well you almost need a reason if you have if all your bad guys are black you almost need a reason for it like are you in africa where everybody's gonna be black but like you know it's like hey not all black guys are bad you know, <laughs> so why on earth are all the bad guys black? But he goes, hey, he said, like, all the bad guys oh, are Muslim. Sir. Hey, uh, no, that's fair.
0: they're <laughs> <laughs> Like you, son of a. Wait a minute. <clears throat> yeah, like he doesn't. He's like, oh no, 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 I'm not saying they're bad because they're brown. <laughs> I'm saying they're bad because they're Muslims. <laughs> that's, that's what it feels like. But mm-hmm. but you get to the you get to the last battle, and you have the the moment that that you just addressed, mm-hmm. where um it, it's kind of like it's almost like he it's almost like he got hate mail mm. which i doubt happened but it could have cuz i mean it was the 19 you know it was the era when <laughs> when that was definitely and was like no that's fair you can do that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he probably didn't get you hate mail <clears throat> but i mean it's almost like he was going no no look there are some good ones mm-hmm. they're probably out there so i mean like it's it's like he spends and obviously the the the, the main um, point to be driven home. There's a fair bit in the last battle, but the real amount is in the horse and his boy. Because we really get to dial in and meet some of the characters that are from um, Ar- not Land, the place south of Arkanland. Land. Um, mm-hmm. I keep trying to say Tizrock because that's the name of the leader. Yeah. Tajban. Uh, co- Tajban's Tashbon, no. the city, but it's yeah. Kalorman. They're Kalormans.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, I knew they were Kalormans. I couldn't remember if the place was Kalorman or Kalorma. I couldn't remember the name yeah. of the country. And can we just talk
0: uh, about the fact that he's basically saying Color Man? Mm hmm. <laughs> I didn't catch that <laughs> It's the darker people The darker race is called color man
1: <laughs> Hey that was H.P. Lovecraft's cat That was
0: There's <laughs> <laughs> the long lost letter that Tolkien Or not the Tolkien That I'm, uh, uh, Lovecraft wrote to Louis like look we should make a pact <laughs> We're both gonna do it Yeah
1: <laughs> <clears throat> Oh, by the way, that wasn't uh, Lovecraft's cat. Oh. Yeah, he, there there was a cat in his household with that name, but not in his house. It was when, uh, when he was living with a family member. It was their cat.
0: Oh. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. We're off topic again. <clears throat> oh yep. Um. <clears throat> well, let's let's so. Okay, you know, I'm over it. We're not talking about the magician's death anymore. We're talking about Cronos and Arnia. You derailed the whole thing. That's fine. So. <clears throat> Let's dive into a point, then, at least. Mm-hmm. So uh, you have The Magician's Nephew, which is the creation of the world. There We talked about The Magician's Nephew. It creates the world. You're happy. Um, we have The Chronicles of Narnia, That's the whole which is the entire set. Yeah. So if you think about it as saying, do each of these books have to tell a specific allegory? Do each of these particular books have to tell a specific story if the if these if the first two chronologically are such aggressive allegories do all of them have to be allegories and then the last one's an allegory so is everything in the middle an allegory and i was kind of thinking this way as i've been listening to it most recently Mm -hmm. and i for me what i'm finding is each individual book actually in some way that i don't think i understood when i was a child Mm -hmm. it gives you more insight into the concept I'm going to say concept. But I think it might be the wrong word for what I'm trying to say here, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm sticking with it now. The concept of Christ, because mm-hmm. if you read the horse and his boy, you go through the entire thing. Like this isn't an allegory. Not really. I mean, you could probably find one, but it's not great. And then you get towards the end of the book and you have this moment where, um, um, Shasta, um, encounters Aslan
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like, he's talking to him. And he's was like, I am the most unlucky person in the entire world. Uh, my life has been terrible. It has been awful and as I'm walking the steps of like no it was these all these bad things that you're saying happened to you were me pushing you towards the ultimate goal and I was like there it is I found it there's the thing There's the thing in the book it's the thing and it's not like if you're just reading the book as a kid you might be like oh cool the lion did all this stuff but now you have the connection between um, if you're reading it as an adult through the lens of um, how, how I mean I, especially after you've read more of Lewis and realize like how much um, weight he puts on um, trying to be everything he's doing is not is, is not it's not that kind of annoying theology but it's a very practical theology if you're looking at it through that lens of where's the practical theology in this book you can find really great shining moments and um, I think the one that hit me over the head most recently was just that one of the horseman's boy. Like I really want to talk about that today at some point because it's just so good. Um, it's it's such a great moment in the story just in general because you get like oh it's a big aha plot twist moment. But I mean if you get to sit back and think about it, that's his moment of reflecting it back to Christ, mm-hmm. and it's it's just so good. It's fantastic.
1: Yeah, there's a um uh, I, I I would I would say that if you take the the Chronicles of Narnia and you put them in chronological order that is order of not the order they're written but the order of the books themselves you have the entire thing of course you have you have a couple specific allegories in the magician's nephew um uh, the line the and in the wardrobe and the last battle but outside of that um uh, like, like you said yeah it, there is just the allegory of christ but if you notice um uh you um uh uh um uh, but uh, I, I would say that books uh, 3, 4, five, and 6 are—or um, uh, actually, I, I guess I start, start from the beginning. So how, do, how, how does it go? So here you go. The, the world is created. We have the origin story mm-hmm. for the world. That's number one. Yes. Number two, we have the sacrifice of Christ, and that gives you the opportunity for salvation. Mm-hmm. Number three, we have Shasta. He first meets Christ. But he doesn't really know what to do. He's there. He meets him. He's there. He starts to establish a relationship, but he's it's a very it's a very faltering, stumbling relationship because he doesn't know what he's supposed to be doing. And that's how and that's how that's that's how he starts off. Number four, we we have that the relationship's been established, and now we start to see opposition. And with, with, you know, we're, 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 able to overcome that opposition and it happens. There we go. We overcome the opposition in number five, the voyage of the dawn trader. Now it's showing that we have this great long Christian journey, which also, if you, you know, going to, to repeat cheap, um, and there, it kind of starts to show it's a long journey that eventually has, has this end, um, uh, but we have a, a long journey.
0: Um, I'm going to pause you very, very, very quickly just for a brief second yep. about repeat cheap. Yep that is worth mentioning that's saying, if you are looking at this as the allegory and then the, the concept of a journey of a Christian general, yeah. then, then Reapy cheap technically is experiencing the death of a dear loved one that, you know, you're going to see again.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Please keep going. I like <clears throat> this is no keep, keep going, but I, <clears throat> I I want to throw that in there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, <clears throat> and then, um, uh, and all, and that's explored again in the same thing. Uh, no, no, never mind, that was uh, in, in, in episode, uh, that's, that happened in seven, never mind, um, uh, with, with, with Caspian. But anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, and then in episode six, you're faced with, a, you've already overcome opposition, you've been traveling the journey, you're faced with extreme opposition, so much opposition that you're now almost starting to doubt that, like, what if this isn't even real? And Mm. then, and then you have, uh, because that's the, you know, of course it's kind of thrown right in your face with the witch's incense later, but but the whole journey up to that point is of the whole purpose of book six, it happens in several, several points. And that is, is this even real? Why am I doing this? What's going on here? And then you have the, as soon as this line is said, the story flips on its head. And the line, mm-hmm. I'm going to live as much like a Narnian as I can, even if there isn't any Narnia. And that flips the story on its head, and that that line is the climax of the story.
0: Not to mention by mm-hmm. the OG, like, the greatest yeah. character of mm-hmm. the entire series. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, come fight me. Huh? Best character in all seven books.
1: One of the best characters in all of fiction.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. So good.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, um, uh, like, he, I, I, I would say he complains a lot. But he, the the um, uh, um Puddleglum, why did I almost forget his name? Um,
0: Puddleglum uh, is that old lady uh, mm-hmm. in your church service.
1: Yeah, Puddleglum, he complains a lot, but Puddleglum is as perfect and viceless as Dalinar Colin.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. But he, he's, he's better than Dalinar Colin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he's better. He's just better.
1: Yeah, sure. I'm just saying to anyone who hasn't read the book. If you if you've not read Chronicles of Narnia, but you've read, um, uh, <laughs> Stormlight Archive. If you, um, if
0: you read the Stormlight Archive and you haven't read Chronicles of Narnia, go fix yourself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, and then you have book seven, which is now you've du- you've gone through the journey, you've established yourself, you have not been overcome, you will not be denied, and now at book seven what? is the end of your journey. That is it. Now, it, 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 pl- it shows the whole christian journey from beginning to end every aspect every oh. p- every aspect of what most people see in their journey <clears throat> yeah, and that's art. and
0: that's two things to throw to throw in there and that's that's a really good breakdown but so book six is hands down the silver chair is such a bleak book <clears throat> mm-hmm. um it really is the trudge <laughs> right like it's it's mm-hmm. the trudge of the journey it's mm-hmm. so bleak and so mm-hmm. much r- I mean, like, and the elements are darker <clears throat> I mean, mm-hmm. it's a darker book. Even like he even sets the tone differently.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and that's that. That's the thing. It's it, it's it's such a. I'm not gonna say it's a trudgery to read because it's not. It's a it's yeah. a good it's a good read. But the book it there's so much trudgery within the book that for me it takes me longer to read the book. That book yeah. is is not much longer than any of the other books. Oh yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that book isn't it's the longest but not by much. And I can get through any of the other books in an hour or two. It oh, takes me yeah, in it takes me, they're short. It takes me all day to read Silver yeah, Chair. It's, I don't know why, but it does. It takes so much longer to read that than it does the others. Even though it's just fairly well, long.
0: They're light. I mean they're and I mean that in the mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, in the sense that like it's it's a it's a light read. It's, like, mm-hmm. it's a joyful sort. Even the sad parts are like, or the bad parts, they're not really that bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you have some moments that are rough. You're like, oh, my. And then, like, <clears throat> something else will happen. You'll be like, oh, my. And, but it's not a big deal. The silver chair is rough. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, the deaths that happen are rough. The things that happen to the kids are rough. It, it's a rough part of – it's a rough point of the book. Mm-hmm. Or the series, I mean. But he, he, really quickly, um, and I, my mind is drawing a blank because it's been – A very long time, because I haven't gotten to The Last Battle yet. I've been resisting the urge to listen to The Last Battle in the audiobook, Uh um, because it's Patrick Stewart's reading it, and I want to hear it very badly. Yes, Um, But I've been resisting the urge to jump ahead to it, because I want to go back through it again. It's been at least a decade since i visited that particular one. Mm -hmm. Is there not an example in that book of someone who lost the faith? There is, It isn't there, but who is it? The dwarves. The Um, dwarves.
1: The dwarves, and also Susan.
0: Susan, yes, I knew it was one of the, that's what I was thinking, I oh, knew it was yeah. one
1: of the, like, the main people,
0: but I couldn't remember who it was.
1: Yeah, there are dwarves, uh, I, was, well, I first thought it was the dwarves that made it into the, basically into the portal where heaven was, where heaven, where the, the path to heaven was, but they couldn't see anything because the portal was inside a shed, and to their eyes they were still in the shed because they didn't believe. Everyone else saw yeah. the light and saw where they were, and it was just a shed.
0: Yeah, and, and that's why, I mean, The Seven is not the dreariest book. Oh, oh That's one of the most exciting books I've ever read, ever. Mm-hmm. Um, from beginning to end, it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of how exciting everything is that you're reading. Um, but there, the moments that get rough in that book are just truly, genuinely sad.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because like if you read them as an adult and you know what it's supposed to mean, it's a heartbreaking book. <clears throat>
1: mm-hmm. And it was talking about um, uh, <clears throat> Susan. said Susan is no longer a friend of Narnia, and um, uh, it said she preferred what did she say? She preferred makeup and boys and some some other stuff. I forget what else she said. And I I talked to so many people who got <laughs> mad at that. They're saying those things won't like, those things won't keep you from being a Christian. And my response was, they can.
0: Anything can. What's well, the thing? The concept is one. Anything can. Mm-hmm. Anything has the potential to. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter how light it is. It has the potential to. But in addition to that, it, he's trying to to he's trying to make a child understand, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like yeah. he wants to make a nine-year-old mm-hmm. understand what's going on. So of course, that's a thing that they can easily get to as something that they've that they're interested in that distracts them so obviously that's a perfect analogy for a 10 year old or or something
1: because Um, the underlying theme yeah the underlying theme for all of the chronicles of narnia Mm -hmm. from beginning to end is childlike faith yeah what what better way to show this obviously doesn't necessarily remove childlike faith but what better way to show to a child that someone no longer has childlike faith than to show that they've grown up
0: yeah (laughs) Oof. Big oof!
1: That's why I'm never going to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We've come full circle. Yeah, that that breakdown of the of all of them together. I'm trying to think. There was a point that I wanted to bring up about one of the other books. I'm trying to think. It wasn't Prince Caspian. Prince Caspian is the low point in the series for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that's probably a very unpopular opinion. Um. Because I feel like everyone I talk to likes the horse and his boy, Elise.
1: It's one of my favorite books. Oh, um, uh, I I actually I I just read a um. It's definitely in the top seven. Um, uh, hey, I um uh, I was I was watching a uh, a guy, um, and he was talking about a uh, uh, uh He was talking about reading the Chronicles of Narnia to his kids, and um, uh, and one of the things he said was, "And if you don't have the Chronicles of Narnia." If you have kids and you don't and you're not reading The Chronicles of Narnia, why not? Um, uh, yeah. But um, uh, he said he was he was reading it to his boys, and um, uh, he said um, uh, he said and I was reading The Horse and His Boy, he said, and um, uh, uh he said and I read something. He said now these are children's books. He said but I read something that just hit me right here. He said and I have to. I have to. He made a whole video about it. Um, uh, is a uh, you know army ranger does all sorts of stuff and made a whole video about the <laughs> this this line from the horse and his boy, but um, uh, he goes in the horse and his boy said so. You have this this thing where I'm um, uh, there's a lion, and people think that the lion is attacking people, and the boy. Uh, this is talking to the talking to his horse. He said, "We well, got to go back," but the horse is so afraid that he's kind of gone crazy. and He keeps going, so the boy just jumps off and runs back to help himself, and the horse keeps running. And that becomes a point of shame, of great shame later in the book for that horse that he didn't go back, and 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 help. And then later they meet that lion that they thought was a bad guy at the beginning, and they they, they meet him, and um, uh, and they um. Uh, uh, and the, the lion tells the horse to, to, to come up to him but he's so still afraid and so shamed at what he did and everything that he is hesitant to go up he said and that's when and this guy has a whole video just about this line he said and that's when when the lion who represents Jesus says don't you dare not dare to come to me <laughs>
0: yeah yeah <laughs> He he's so good at making things that feel when you're a kid and you're reading it. There's just little things that you're just like, ha, or you just kind of move on from, and you revisit it as an adult, and you're like, holy cow, it's so it's there's so many things that are so much deeper than you thought they were when you were reading it when you were a kid.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and since we're talking about uh, the whole series, um, episode five, episode five, book five. Um, uh, you can call it episode five, I guess, if you like. Yeah, episode um, five. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, book five, uh, The Voice of the Dawn Treader. uh, there is a line from Coryakin. um, uh, which I'm very upset about that name. I love the name. It's a great name, but someone was trying to find a name for a character in Dungeons and Dragons, and I said, uh, Koryakin, and they said, okay, how do you spell it? And I wrote it, I, I, I wrote it down for them, and they said, okay, and they forgot how to pronounce it, and from then on now Coryakin. Koryakin.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: And that, and that's not a koriakin is a pretty cool sounding name, but it's not what it's supposed to be. Koryakin, what's <laughs> wrong? Yeah, but anyways, it's wrong. Yeah, but anyways, uh, a line from from Koryakin that I never understood, um, uh, uh, is that he only gets hungry once a day, um, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> because he said Aslan may call all times soon, but I call all hungry times one o'clock. <laughs> so if you're hungry, it's one
0: o'clock. <laughs> and relate <clears throat> me at work every day.
1: <laughs> I take my lunch at three p.m. So there you
0: go. <laughs> Ugh.
1: But anyways, I don't take a lunch. But anyways, yeah, that's neither here nor there. Um, I wish I didn't. I wish I could leave after just working at eight straight, but they don't let me do that. Um. Uh, <clears throat> but anyways,
0: <clears throat> we've kind of we've kind of hit on all the books a little bit now. Uh, ex- actually, well, ex- no, we did.
1: Yeah, except for the line "The Witch in the Wardrobe," we haven't really well,
0: that's talked what I was about, about that. To say. One. Yeah. There's nothing really to say about that one. I mean, it's such uh-huh. that one is such a um, the the allegory in that book is so aggressive that the story. Mm-hmm. There's probably a line in there. I'm sure I could think of a line that's really profound. But I mean, uh, yeah, there's aggressive. a
1: lot. Li- there's a line that's really profound. Don't cite the deep magic to me, which I was there when it was written. <laughs>
0: it is really good. It is really good. <laughs> <clears throat> It also it also is the kind of the moment where you get a glimpse of um, if you, not a glimpse of, if you're trying to like really break down the story mm-hmm. uh, you have Aslan who's <clears> Jesus um, and then you get a moment of like oh he's got a he has someone over him that we never get to hear about who the great mm-hmm. emperor over the sea like, she's mm-hmm. talking about like the stuff that's engraved in his scepter mm-hmm. that's just a cool little side note because he gets mm-hmm. brought up again in Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Mm-hmm. Because essentially that's where um, Reapy Jeep's trying to go, is to this area. Mm -hmm. Because that's where, you know, it's heaven and all that. Yeah, the utter east. The utter east, which is interesting because, like, everything about, you hear about Narnia talking about going to the north to go to Narnia, and that's in the utter east. And I'm trying to, I don't understand the connection there. Well, because,
1: because, it's just because the country of Narnia, the only thing further north than Narnia, no, not even Telmar, Telmar's to the west, isn't it? <clears throat> so yep. there, there's really nothing to the north of Narnia. So Narnia and the North, um, uh, you know, <clears> that they, they, they have an ally immediately to the south, and I guess because of Caspian, Telwar to the west is an ally, but. <clears throat> technically Telmar is the enemy of Narnia but then with Caspian who is Telmarine I don't know <laughs> I don't I do know I don't know all the politics of the, of the stuff <laughs> see that, and that's the thing that's what makes Lewis and Tolkien different I don't know that Lewis knew all the politics of the place Tolkien would have
0: <laughs> yeah for sure well, also you have someone who had the foresight to write a creation story before he wrote the whole series mm-hmm. yeah instead of oh. being like we should probably talk about how this came here
1: yeah mm-hmm. Um, uh, we'll do it later. You know what I haven't read? This has nothing to do with this, but what I haven't read, and I don't know why I haven't read it, and that is um uh, uh J.R. Tolkien's essay on the fairy story.
0: Why I feel it, we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm.
1: It's it's gotten mentioned, and I've 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 found snippets of it, but I've never read the essay from beginning to end.
0: I think I've only seen snippets of it too. That's probably what I'm thinking of. Mm -hmm. I've, I've, um, man, okay, I think I suddenly had a thought. We should probably stop doing what we're doing because everything I want to talk about now is going to be very far off subject because all I want to talk about now is thoughts on, you know, Mm -hmm. what do we really think about, uh, what do we really think Mm -hmm. about Christopher finishing up some of these stories? Because we know what edited means in this case of an unfinished story. He finished the story.
1: Yeah, I um uh, okay. So my, my, my opinion of that yeah. is, uh, you know, everybody everybody was dead, right? <laughs> so, uh, 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 I I mean I I I would say, I would say like, like put like a mark here and say here is where Tolkien left off, right? Like here here's where Dad left off, and then um. uh. Do that and then finish the story. I don't have a problem with him finishing the story, right? I didn't have a problem with Sanderson finishing the Wheel of Time. Well, I don't know. I've not finished the Wheel of Time, so maybe I do have a problem with
0: Maybe it. we do.
1: Yeah. Like I I mean, I I I like Sanderson, but good lord, Robert Jordan's better. Um uh, <clears throat> well, here's the thing. I see what
0: you're saying. What you're about to say, I'm gonna probably agree with to some extent. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing if you think about the way that Tolkien actually wrote mm-hmm. in, the way, in the way most writers mm-hmm. write, honestly. yeah, um, You know, the way that Tolkien wrote all this stuff, in the way that most writers write, in this mm-hmm. case, edited, didn't mean he didn't finish it like, or a third of the way through, here's two-thirds more of the story, or what have you. It's, <clears throat> I've got the beginning, I've got the middle, I've got the ending, I've got a little bit of in-between, <clears throat> but how much more of this does he actually have? How much of this did Christopher write? how much Mm -hmm. of this was actually bits in the middle and i guess if you can not tell then it doesn't matter Uh but it does it bugs me it bugs me a lot
1: yeah so i don't know on on, on the one hand like on on, on the one hand you know maybe we could have had someone else of the era do it but again everybody was dead and as far as knowing how tolkien wrote the process that he went through in writing Um. uh, Like, uh, (coughs) unless unless he went to an office at Oxford to do his writing, which I imagine he wrote in his home study, right? Who better? Who would better know the process that he went through in writing than his own son? Obviously, obviously he wouldn't be as good, but he would know how he did it.
0: This is true. And again, like, if anyone was going to do it, I'm glad it was Christopher. But (laughs) Mm -hmm. (coughs) excuse me, it'd be like. Uh no no! I'm gonna I'm gonna discount my own argument I was about to make. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say this is like Daryl finishing a Lovecraft story, but I uh-huh. also would pay for that. Yeah. So I mean,
1: yeah. So so here's 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 what I would say on 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 this. Um, uh, in order to make it comprehensible in the English language, um, uh, the King James Bible had to have a few words added that were in the Hebrew or the Greek or the aramaic of various languages i assume that i guess i guess that they translate straight from the they translate straight from the, um, uh, the received text though which is all in latin so from latin which is an incomplete language into english there are some words that had to be added to make sense in the english language and they italicize those words right do that italicize the part that you added there you go to show here's the original writing here's what i added
0: yeah, I feel like they should make like those some of the. Because which one's the um, the obvious one? Uh, was Children of Hurin, right? That was the. Was it Children of Hurin that has the most editing? Of Christopher
1: uh, Tolkien. It, it would have to be Children of Hurin. So Children of Hurin wasn't a book that, Tol, that Tolkien wrote, right? It's a compilation right. of his unfinished tales and bits of the symbol, Basically, everything has to do with Hurin and his descendants. Um, uh, and he pulled snippets from the Silmarillion he got the unfinished tales he got some of the tales about Turin that, were, that actually were finished and added those in there it's compi- it was actually I think the the Children of Hurin was actually compiled not by Christopher Tolkien any editing and stuff like that had to be done was by him but the actual compilation was done by I can't think of his name but Christopher's son
0: so, so uh, that's 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 still a good example, but I'm definitely thinking of something else neither mm-hmm. so here nor there. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of those things where I'd like to see two editions. Um, mm-hmm. I just give me the thing, like the paperback you buy at a airport. Mm-hmm. That's just the book, and but then like I I would like to see like an annotated version of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean like that I would pay good money for that because obviously it'd be more expensive. I would pay good money to see like with the annotations be like here's where he left off now we made an assumption based off of this thing over here with that because I'd want to see like uh-huh. you'd want to see is this really is this a decision token really would have made because <laughs> in there you can get the description of like you know I really felt like that he would have done this because of this is what he's done over here i don't know we are so far off topic at this point it's incredible
1: yeah I mean not any more off topic than what is usual for us but yeah absolutely. I don't know maybe yeah. <laughs> this is pretty bad <laughs> Um, uh, anyways, um, uh, well, I mean, we started off off-topic, so did we even have a topic?
0: I think we technically did.
1: <laughs> we, start, we started off with a topic. This is, I don't even know what the title of this episode. I'm, I'm just gonna call it The Musician's Nephew. The um, Musician's Nephew. It's yeah. sticking. <laughs> uh, unless I forget. But anyways, um, uh, yeah, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's it. Um. Yeah.
0: If we start talking again it's gonna be about something completely different. I don't think there's any point in that.
1: Yeah. Um Oh oh I want I wanted to say something when you we were talking about um, uh, the uh, the uh, the line from Aslan the do not suck about the what? Hold on. <laughs> I can't streaming child one second. Yeah. Um uh the give her some whiskey. Um uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah I did. That's why she's crying, it was the bad stuff.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> um uh but they um uh, the line from Aslan, the uh, don't side the Deep Magic to me, which um uh, there's a uh, something that a a preacher that I know, one of my favorite people of all time, um uh, in addition to being great, he's extremely tall. He's six foot eight. Um, uh, yeah, very, very, very tall. Um uh, I also went to college uh, with a person, and the preacher came and preached there at that college and um uh, this man standing next to the preacher was taller than the six foot eight preacher. Uh, because he's six nine or six ten, I forget which. <clears throat> but either way, um, uh, <clears throat> very 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 tall people. But anyways, this tall, this tall preacher. Um, uh, if you ever get a chance to meet him, by the way, you have to. His name's Todd Sloggett. Um, uh, mm. yeah. But he Pretty came. Yeah. He came to the predominant holiness college in the country. In one of the strictest colleges in one of the strictest areas of the United States, and preached a message there that was about um uh it, it, it what he never mentioned Aslan and he never mentioned Narnia in it but it's this to me it's the same thing the don't cite the deep magic I was there when it was written I know what to do when um uh, but, it, but his entire message was this and it was so funny. To, for this, to me, like not only was it a great message, but it was also funny that it was preached at, at this particular place. He said, <clears throat> "Jesus used logic when he made this is the, 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 the this is the title of the message. Jesus used logic when he made the rules, and he uses logic when he breaks the rules."
0: <laughs> mm. <laughs> I like that. That's a little bit more in depth than you get from a lot of people doing mm-hmm. any kind of a sermon, especially in that kind of area. Because <laughs> that's not a thing that people like to think about. I feel like while wow, we're about to go off the topic again, I feel like so many people, um, when you're when you're sitting, I, I I've spent so many um, evenings in a in whatever random church building, mm-hmm. hearing someone talk about something that's just. It's technically speaking theology, but it's just, mm-hmm. like, it's never a really good, well-thought-out argument. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that yeah. sounds like that would have been that, and I would have liked to hear it.
1: Yeah, I don't think hermeneutics are necessary to craft a good sermon. Mm-hmm. But, if you're, it, it, but if you're if you're not going to craft a good sermon without them, study hermeneutics.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeast. But... <laughs> Very yeast. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, now we can. Well, this hasn't been, terribly, big... yeah, this hasn't been terribly long, but mm-hmm. I don't think we should say anything else.
1: Yeah, we're good. I, I mean, we're only, of course, I'm going to cut yeah, some stuff out at the very back. beginning. I agree with your child.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, she speaks the truth.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, but I mean, we're only yeah, maybe I... ten minutes out from a full length, and that's 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 all that needs to be said. <clears throat> Absolutely, that's all that needs to be said. Fuck. Mm-hmm. I disagree. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, <clears throat> I suppose I shall leave us with a bit of wisdom. You should shall... Oh, yes. Yes. <clears throat> I'll tell you a story. It's a story that I've already heard in the past. Um uh, it's not my story, but it's a good story. So, the other day I saw two women walking down the street that way. <laughs> <laughs>